Welcome back to the Horror You Know podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Trent. I'm Darren. And tonight we are here to talk about an American haunting and the Bell Witch, which inspired the American haunting. For whom the bell tolls. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, we were riding the lightning. Go ahead. So we'll just... We'll get riding something over there. We'll get right into, uh, you know, the Bell Witch story, and then... Let's get right into that Bell Witch story. Yeah, we'll talk about the movie a little bit. Slide into that witch. An American Haunting, which... Which witch? Which... Which witch is which? Which witch? The... Sandwich? Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. The Taco Bell Witch. The Taco Bell Witch. She's the one that puts the curse on your stomach when you feel like you shouldn't eat that. She's visited a few times. I thought that was Montezuma's Revenge. (laughs) She gives you the Montezuma's Revenge. All right. So, the Bell Witch Haunting is a legend from Southern United States folklore. Folklore. Centered on the 19th. It could be folklore. It could be a fork. We're going to go with that? Put a fork in it. Yeah. I love putting forks in things. I put a fork what? in a piece of chicken and right knives. before we started. Look at Trent over there. He's forking the hell out of that chicken. Meat cleaver. <laughs> now, this was folklore in seven years ago, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. Oh. Our fathers brought forth a witch. I like your style. So it's centered on 19th century, the uh, Bell family of Northwest Robertson County, Tennessee. Farmer John Bell Sr. resided with his family along the uh, Red River in an area currently near the town of Adams. According to legend, from 1817 to 1821, his family and the local area came under attack by a mostly invisible entity. That you was say able to speak. mostly invisible? Mostly. What parts were visible? <sighs> the labia. Mm. The slaps. <laughs> We're free the slaps? The slaps are free visible. <laughs> the, the flappy flaps? Yeah. No, if any of it was actually visible, but that's what we're going with right now. So, <laughs> after the uh, physical environment and the uh, there was some shape-shifting going on, some accounts record the spirit also to have been clairvoyant and capable of crossing long distances with superhuman speed. So, in other words, it was kind of able to be in more than one place at the same time somehow. How could it have superhuman speed if it's not human? Maybe it once was. So, it goes by the law of physics still? Does it have to shit? I like that's to think what, so. That's my question I was going to ask next. Is it going to shit? It shits on everybody who comes that's in contact That's the visible with. part, actually. You just, see a, you just see a turd just manifesting out of thin air. And quickly, just quickly across the sky. That would be the scariest thing of all. Hanky the Christmas poop. That would be shit just come out of thin air? I would rather be suspended two feet in the air and slapped multiple times than to have a ghost shit on me. So you've never had a... Cleveland steamer. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> not yet. It was not a Cleveland yet. screamer is what it was. Cleveland screamer. He's keeping his options up. <laughs> Cleveland shirt that says Cleveland screamer. It's a shitting ghost. <laughs> you know, uh, we need to go back and look at all our podcasts and find at least one idea per podcast that we can make into a shirt design. Hell yeah. Ian start on that tonight, please. I got you. 
I may, I may have said not yet about on that. Thirty but hours worth of podcast. I just want you yeah. to know, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. So. You won't do that. Or right, would you babe. accept that? I won't do do that, baby. <laughs> That's do do, baby. <laughs> <sighs> I love how your size get us back on track. That's my new favorite cue. It's gonna be my new thing. Can there be a shirt like that? Just a picture of my face that says with an air bubble that says sigh. We can do anything we want. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be nice. Nobody buys them anyway. So we can just design <laughs> just, they will. They're just for us. We they can will. design stuff all the time. We just haven't made the right shirt yet. Yeah, our biggest fan out there, whoever you are, you need to buy something from us. Support our podcast. Prove to us, us you are the biggest <laughs> fan by buying a shirt. And Darren's not talking about like merchandise on the app store. He's talking about buy something from us like a bag of weed or... <laughs> From us. You just said we're drug dealers. Yeah, <laughs> weed's not a drug. <laughs> that I do have, have some is, cocaine. <laughs> so, in 1984, newspaper editor Martin V. Ingram published his authenticated history of the Bell Witch. The book is widely regarded as the first full-length record of the legend and a primary source of subsequent treatments. The individuals recorded in the work were known historical personalities. In modern times, some skeptics have regarded Ingram's efforts as a work of historical fiction or fraud. Other researchers consider Ingram's work a nascent folklore study and an accurate reflection on the belief of the origin during the 19th century. While not a fundamental element of the original recorded legend, the Bell Witch Cave in the 20th century became a source of continuing interest, belief, and generation of lore. Contemporary artistic interpretations such as film and music have expanded the reach of the legend beyond the regional confines of the southern United States. So we'll go ahead and get into the legend a little bit more. Tell us the legend a little bit more. I got you. Right now. We're going to get into it. So as uh, mentioned before, Martin V. Ingram, he was the uh, author who published the book that is credited for having the first recorded account of this uh, haunting of the Bell Witch and in his book, which is titled The History of the Bell Witch, just in case you want to check that out. I'm going to go to our local library t- tomorrow. <laughs> Let me know. I'll go with you. See if they got any old Game Pro magazines down there. Oh, God. Still got <laughs> dust on them. So uh, Martin V. Ingram, he published that the uh, poltergeist name was Kate. It's a very basic name. <laughs> Get out of here, Kate. <laughs> Just don't call her Katie. She doesn't like it. It's where the haunting began. (laughs) I'll show you, After the uh, entity claimed at one point to be old Kate Betts. Remember that name? It'll be important later. I remember her from the movie. Uh, Hey, Betts. It's that damn Kate Betts. (laughs) She's the devil. Old Kate Betts continued to respond favorably to the name the entity did. The physical activity centered on the Bell's youngest daughter, Betsy. And her father. And Kate expressed particular displeasure when Betsy became engaged to a local boy named Joshua, Joshua. Gardner. Yep. The haunting began sometime in 1817 when John Bell witnessed the apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog. It had the body of a large dog, but it had the head of a small rabbit with black fur. That's how, it was, that's how it was reported to be described originally. Now, there are like over 20 different accounts of this story, but I believe this to be the most 
Credible. Accurate one. Yes. Large dog. Credible. <laughs> large dog with a large dog body head. with a small rabbit head. Mm-hmm. God, that would be like that'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> was a demon dog. Jersey Devil. So uh Bell fired at sounds the sounds cute though. The, sounds like a cute bunny. Yeah. It was a cute bunny of death. <laughs> Bell fired at the animal, but it disappeared, surprise, surprise, because the demon. John's son Drew Bell approached an unknown bird perched on a fence that flew off and was of extraordinary size. I know, he didn't know that bird. Might have been the Mothman. These are dipshits from the 1800s. <laughs> I'm never I don't know that bird. I'm going to shoot at it. I'm going to go introduce myself. What is that? Later what the fuck is a greyhound? Large, that looks like a rabbit <laughs> with a dog's body. So Drew it saw this extraordinarily sized bird, he says. And then uh, the daughter, Betsy, she observed a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. Is this all in the same night is what I'm asking? I think so. What? <laughs> Just a lot of stuff popping off at the bell house. Huh. Dog. Rabbit. Dean. Dog, bird, and girl swinging. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was just like a birthday party that they stumbled upon. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible birthday furries (laughs) having sex. Dean, a person who was enslaved by the Bell family, reported being followed by a large black. Yep, Dean. A black guy named Dean. Yeah, I know. It's questionable. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really questioning this story now. Hey, guys. I don't know black people now named Dean. I don't either. Just me, your local caretaker, Dean. Hey, it's old Dean. Dino. Hey. <laughs> so Jan, old, Jan and Dean. Old Dean. Uh, if old it had Dean been, now. He's old Dean. If it had been Dean Winchester, the Bell family would have been all right because he would have took care of it. Did Unfortunately a, for them. Did they do a Bell episode? We talk about Supernatural on this podcast. I can't. I remember. don't remember them doing anything about the Bell Witch. The but show or we just talk about these A lot of damn episodes. I can't get past their good-looking bodies and the cool cars they drive. Mm-hmm. I never even pay attention to the episodes. That's how they reel you in, man. And pie. Pie? You talking mm-hmm. about baby? Dean loves pie. It's his favorite. Old Dean the slave? No, or the, Dean no. Winchester. Well, we don't, <laughs> we don't well, know. We don't, we don't know the he old Dean did love him, love so apple pie. <laughs> yeah, he might have dipped into the wrong pie. <laughs> like mm, candy, man. Miss <laughs> mm, Bats, that pie sure does smell good on your windowsill. Mm. So the daughter Betsy observed a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of no trees. Remember, he's he's not your typical black Dean. <laughs> So uh, Dean reported that he had a uh, large black dog following him when he would go to visit his wife. Large black dog? Is now, I'm just, now I'm just picturing the Dean from Community. <laughs> Dean-a-ling! <laughs> Activity moved to the Bell household, household with knocking heard along the door and the walls. <laughs> she said Bell, Bell asshole. <laughs> I was like, what? Hey, Bell asshole. Uh, kind of like John Bell was kind of an asshole, I think. So activity moved to the house. The family heard sounds of gnawing on the beds and visible dogs <laughs> that fighting. That was John, actually. <laughs> the chains along the floor. At about this time, John Bell began experiencing paralysis in his mouth. The phenomena grew. That's what he told his wife, I'm sure. Yep. In intensity, as sheets were pulled from the beds when the children slept. Soon, the entity pulled hair and scratched at the children, with particular emphasis on Betsy, who was slapped. Pinched and stuck with pins. Poor Betsy. The Bells turned to the family friend, James Johnson, for help. After retiring for the evening at the Bell home, 
Johnston was awakened that night by the same phenomenon. Now, this was the guy, we won't get into the movie right now, but he was the guy who didn't, Te- he was the teacher, the teacher and he didn't believe it was going on. Yeah. He had a different name, I think, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that morning, he told John Bell it was a spirit, just like in the Bible. Soon, word of the haunting spread, with some traveling great distances to see the witch. The apparition began to speak out loud and was asked, Who are you, and what do you want? And the voice answered feebly, I am a spirit. I once was happy, but have been disturbed. The spirit offered diverse explanations of why it had appeared, tying its origin to the disturbance of a Native American burial mound located on the property. The spirit sent Drew and Bennett Porter on an unproductive search for buried treasure. With the emergence of full conversations, the spirit repeated word for word two sermons given 13 miles apart at the same time. The entity was acquainted with biblical text and appeared to enjoy religious arguments. As another amusement, the witch shared gossip about activities in other households and at times appeared to leave for brief moments to visit homes after an inquiry. John Johnston a son of James, devised a test for the witch, something no one outside his family would know, asking the entity what his Dutch stepmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves if she thought they did something wrong. The witch replied with his grandmother's accent, Hut tut, what has happened now? In another account, an Englishman stopped to visit and offered to investigate. On remarking on his family overseas, the witch suddenly began to mimic his English parents. Again at early morning, the witch woke him to voices of his parents, worried as they had heard his voice as well. The Englishman quickly left that morning and later wrote to the Bell family that the entity had visited his family in England. He apologized for his skepticism. At times, the spirit displayed a form of kindness, especially towards Lucy. John Bell's wife, the most perfect woman to walk the earth, in quotes. The witch You would- don't agree? <laughs> I mean, it's an opinion. That's Miss Sissy Spacek you're talking about. I know. I kind of thought she was creepy myself. (laughs) Sissy? Yeah. (laughs) How dare you. The witch would give Lucy fresh fruit and sing hymns to her and show John Bell Jr. a measure of respect. Referring to John Bell Sr. as Old Jack, the witch claimed she intended to kill him and signaled this intention through curses, threats, and afflictions. The story climaxes with the Bell Patriarch being poisoned by the witch. If you guys remember, that was a little bit different in the movie, too. There's definitely a different, very specific thing that they added in the movie. All right. That I'm sure you'll get into. But Yeah, you keep that in mind. Maybe you'll get into it. Yeah. You ever think about that? <laughs> I might. Watch out. Afterward, the entity interrupted the mourners by singing drinking songs. So... These people are mourning the death of John Bell and the spirit's like, yeah, I'll sing some drinking songs. He's dead. You might as well get drunk. Basically the type of songs you just sang. There's a shanty. Is that what they're called? We tend to drink on this podcast when we record. And I wish that you all would sing more drinking songs. You know, step step your game up a little bit. I wish I knew some drinking songs. Sing us a song. I'm the piano man. (laughs) (laughs) That'll work. I only know the one. from. You know Gin and Juice, don't you? You can sing that. I was thinking of like this. You mean a song sh- about drinking or a drinking song? I, know. <laughs> I was thinking. Different. I was thinking of like who's lying. You mean like yo ho ho in a bottle, room? I was thinking like uh, the sea shanties that they sing on. Uh, was it the Assassin's Creed, like Black Flag or whatever? Like pirate shanties. Do you remember that? I do. 
So the entity is a sick bastard, apparently, and while everybody's mourning this man's death, it's like, oh, I'm going to sing some drinking songs for everybody. I mean, there's never a bad time, right? <laughs> there's never a bad time to sing a drinking song. It's like at the pub. As a result of the witch's entreatment, Was that the demon Betsy Bell called the... off Wait. her... In... Wells has Wait no, until they're done Wells has no joke. time for our bad jokes. <laughs> Wells, Wells is like, I don't got time for your stupid fucking banter. That really was bad. In I'm sorry. Defense. Start, start I, I have to go, otherwise we'll be, we'll be on it for too long. I know. <laughs> That's what she said. The story climaxes with the Belfast shop being poisoned. The spirits start singing songs. And eventually, as a result of the witch's entreatment, Betsy Bell called off her engagement to Joshua Gardner. Subsequently, the entity told the family it was going to leave, but returned in seven years in 1828. Mark your fucking calendars, because <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> the witch returned on time to Lucy and her sons, Richard and Joel with similar activities as before, but they chose not to encourage it. Was it seven years later when it returned? Does it say that? It doesn't say exactly. It doesn't specify when it comes back. Gotcha. But it's implied. I didn't know if it was like, well, well, well. <laughs> Time is up. Guess who's back? Surprise, bitches. Here I am. I don't know if it was like the uh, the creeper. Mm-mm. Like, was that every 30 years? Yeah. Several accounts say that during his military career, Andrew Jackson was intrigued with the story, and his men were frightened away after traveling to investigate. In the independent oral tradition recorded in the vicinity of Panola County, Mississippi, the witch was the ghost of an unpleasant overseer John Bell murdered in North Carolina. In this tradition, the spirit falls in love with the central character, Mary, leading to her death. This account is reminiscent of vampire lore, and the supernatural powers attributed to it. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's also been said to, like, been compared to, like, uh, that of, like, Jinn mythology. So. Like a D-J-I-N-N? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We saw those on Supernatural, too. Sure. <laughs> I thought he was still talking about gin and juice. Yeah. Maybe. You know, <laughs> it was. Keep up means. All Come that on, stuff. <laughs> In the manuscript attributed to Richard Williams Bell, he wrote that the spirits remained a mystery. And he wrote, Whether it was witchery, such as afflicted people in past centuries and the darker ages, whether some gifted fiend of hellish nature, practicing sorcery for selfish enjoyment, or some more modern science akin to that of mesmerism, or some hobgoblin (laughs) native to the wild of the country, or a disembodied soul shut out from heaven, or an evil spirit like those that Paul drove out of man into swine, setting them mad, or a demon let loose possibly from hell. I am unable to decide, nor has anyone yet divined its nature or cause for appearing. Hmm. And I trust this description of the monster in all forms and shapes, and of many tongues, will lead experts to who may come with a wiser generation to a correct conclusion and satisfactory explanation. Mm. And that was what William Bell had written about what he experienced. Will I am Bell? Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's because of the time period, but I feel like he made that a little more difficult than it had to be when he wrote that. Like, worded weirdly. Well, I'm sure it was probably the time frame, right? 
It was I'm the sure. king's English. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll get into some early accounts now, unless you guys have anything to say about what we just went over about the legend. Is the witch part just because of the Kate Bats lady? They thought she was a witch and cursed them? Uh, that's what I think. So. Bats, bats. It's, the bats. 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 Because yeah. everything else Jane, just sounds like a ghost. So I always kind of wondered why it's not the bell ghost versus the bell witch. Right. Maybe I. Nobody really knows. That's why I said there's like 20 different accounts of what possibly could have happened. This is just like the main one. Hmm. The most plausible one, I'll say. Well, it's definitely different from all the other like ghost stuff that we've kind of covered so far. Because I feel like it takes the form of like the dogs, maybe the bird. Like, I don't know. It's not just like one spirit. It just seems to be like a bunch of things. That to seems me. like that's where the uh, vampirism type legend falls into that as well because they could yeah. shape shift. And... Mm-hmm. I can understand the dog, but thinking like, oh, that bird, it's got to be possessed because I can't identify it. <laughs> yeah. Well, bird, you ain't supposed different. to be here. <laughs> Gary I, Bird. I think I get what you're saying, but I think with the bird, it was just because of maybe at the times, like it was larger than maybe what they were used to, is what I Well, that's think. what I was going to say. Like if it had unique characteristics to where it was larger or it had like large, like fangs coming out of it or like, you know, something weird like that or like beady red eyes, then yeah, I can understand that. But if it's just a bird, it's just like, no, I've never seen that bird before. I mean, are they saying she's a witch, though, because she can manifest this stuff in front of them, even like a ghostly presence? Or is it just a ghost that can manifest as other things that she, she wished controls? upon? Like, yeah. Well, I'm not understanding the story. Well, like in this particular version, remember the um, entity said it was the spirit of Kate Bat's witch. So whatever that means. Are you talking about the story of the, in the movie? You're talking about the story, aren't you? Yeah, in the story, but also but in the movie, too, right? also in the movie, they thought that uh, Kate Batch was. She a thought, witch. yeah, and that she th- thing in the movie that makes sense. Even though I didn't really care for the movie, that that part <laughs> did make sense that she cursed them, so yeah. she would have like sick this entity on them, summoned it, if you summoned will. it, if you will. But mm-hmm. uh, here's the thing: like I'm, I'm with Darren on this. Um, I just don't understand. Like she was still alive. During this time, right? Kate Bats, or did she die? I believe at this time, no. She had died at this time because it says that it was the spirit of her. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Well, that's why we were confused. We were like, the spirit of her, she's alive. Well, I think we were just going off of the movie. Um, And did you say it specified in the story as to why she would have cursed them? Like, her spirit would have came after them specifically? Was it because of um, I know that the there land was, and everything? There was something about... One of her kids getting hurt on uh, John Bell's farm, working mm. there. Oh, yeah. And then there was a big dispute, like in the movie, over the land. And so that part in the movie He was, overcharged her. Yeah, that For mo- the land that, that he'd leased her and then yeah. sold yeah, he her. He taxed her. Yeah, that part in the movie was pretty accurate. Yeah. That really happened. And then there was a big problem between the Bats and the Bell family. So, hmm. That's where that beef came from. The beef again. Yep. Bring him back the beef. Beef. We got beef. It's supposed for dinner. Remember when he said that? We were like, what? We, yeah, we thought we were talking about actual beef. <laughs> uh, yeah. We beef like, will huh? kill you. And we were like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, nah, man. Is it mad beef cow? Beef you got a problem with somebody. Yeah. I got you now. So, so uh, with that being said. Um, yeah. 
we'll get into some early accounts real quick because, like I said, there's many different accounts of the Bell Witch and the haunting, all the activity. So the the, the first one here is going to be the Long Bell Expedition of 1820. Military officer John Bell joined the Stephen Herman Long Expedition in 1820 to explore the central Great Plains. Due to lack of provisions, Long and Bell led divided parties after they launched the Rocky Mount or reached the Rocky Mountains and rejoined in Front Smith, Arkansas, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Bell kept a detailed journal of his travel. His return trip on October 19, 1820, crossed the Red River at Fort Royal, Tennessee. Later that day, Bell stopped at the Murphy residence in Robinson County to eat dinner. During this day, Bell was told of a young woman accompanied by a voice. The voice wished for the woman to marry a local man, and thousands had traveled to hear it. The journal's connection to the Bell Witch legend was discussed by local historian David Britton during a television broadcast produced for the Discovery Channel in November 2020. Leigh Eric Smith writes that Enlightenment writers by the late 18th century utilized a ventriloquist theory as a uh, naturalistic explanation for religious expression of supernatural voices, such as those found in the democratized Christianity of the Great Awakening and shamanic practices of Native Americans. Schmidt argues this securalized explanation of supernatural voices as a form of deception and illusion led to adoption of ventriloquism by stage magicians of the uh, first decade of the 19th century. These early popular performances from <coughs> predominantly white male stage magicians concurrently led to... Yeah, all right, buddy. <laughs> witch. It's the witch. <coughs> also, I was kind of worried at first. I was like, I'm coughing and dying over here. That well just gets louder. <laughs> Die on your own episode. <laughs> so anyway, the Bell Witch... <laughs> The cultural change left religious interpretations of such voices to more marginalized groups and secular interpretation of those beliefs as provincial or rustic. This shift also led to spiritualist movement of the uh, mid-19th century to find greater expression among women. Let me tell you about the uh, Saturday Evening Post. So the publications in uh, New England... It was the farmer of Boston and the Green Mountains Freeman of Vermont. In January and February of 1856, they published an article regarding the Bell Witch legend. And the publication described the origin of the text to the Saturday Evening Post. The farmer was a weekly agricultural journal. The Freeman was affiliated with the abolitionist Liberty Party. The unidentified author described the apparition as the Tennessee ghost or bell ghost. So see, there you go. People are calling it a ghost. Okay. Okay. And stated the event occurred 30 years or more from the time the article was written. There are three human characters in the account. Mr. Bell, his wife, and uh, his daughter, Betsy. Oh, Betsy. The author stated that the voice, which spoke freely about the house from all directions, would not manifest itself until the lights were extinguished at night. The phenomenon attracted wide interest. The author claimed to have become well acquainted with Mr. Gardner. Mr. Gardner was uh, 
That was what was his name? John or Joshua? Joshua. Joshua. Yeah. <clears throat> call that him fiance. Phil. Who? We'll call him Phil. Phil. He's, he's okay with that. This ghost sounds like a hood rat you bring home from the bar. The lights <laughs> have to be off. Yeah. Sings uh, <laughs> drinking songs when people die. I mean, like I said, who doesn't, right? Come on out. Yeah. No, turn the lights <laughs> off first. Turn the lights off. I ain't coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> when the ghost was asked how long it would remain, it replied, until Joshua Gardner and Betsy Bell get married. That's weird. That's a very weird ghost. Yeah. <laughs> turn off the lights. And the, him those two up. <laughs> Get him itched. The author goes on to state that Betsy Bell had fallen in love with Joshua Gardner and had discovered the skill of ventriloquism. What? <laughs> this took a turn. Yeah. The author... <laughs> hold on. No, hold on. Well, because when they were visiting these people, the voice was supposed to be coming out of these people, but they're like, nah, it's got to be a, ventri- a ventriloquist. God, he told me that Joshua was standing over there like, yeah, you should totally marry Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> marry a bitch or I'll haunt you forever. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they thought that... Uh, it was either. I mean, I guess we ought to do what the thing says. I, mean, I don't want to be honest. Oh, you hear that? <laughs> we don't want to piss it off. I thought that either Joshua himself was doing the ventriloquism or possibly somebody like Betsy was helping him out with it. Oh, I thought you were saying it like it was proven that. The stage act. It's just like he's talking to like one of those like Dixie cups no, with a string attached across this, the room. This is just one of the early reported accounts of okay. activities going on. We'll move on to the uh, Clinton and Burgess trial. This happened in 1868. Ah, yes. <clears throat> so in September of 1868, an article was published entitled Witchcraft and Murder, Hobgoblins and Old Gray Horses, The Incentive to Crime. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hobgoblins and Old Gray Horses? Wait, I got a title for my new book. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that would be our new album. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which one's the hobgoblin? Which one's the old gray horse? <laughs> the old gray mare just ain't what she used to be. No. Nope. <laughs> Tom Clinton. lead single. <laughs> Tom Clinton and Dick Burgess. <laughs> Dick were Burgess. Arrested I had a for... case of that once. <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> that was Dick Bursitis. That was Dick Bursitis. That was something that penicillin couldn't take care of, unfortunately. <laughs> penicillin. So uh, Tom Clinton and Dick Burgess were arrested for the murder of Mr. Smith. The article reported that Smith claimed the powers of witchcraft while working near Adams Station. Chopping wood on a farm with uh, the defendants, the article stated that Smith claimed to use these occult powers on Clinton and Burgess, leading to the conflict between them. The identity of the descendant was reported variously as James or Charles Smith. The jury of State versus Clinton and Burgess returned a not guilty verdict. Hell yeah. I just want to say I'm glad that they don't have like witchcraft trials anymore in our actual court systems. It's a bonus. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even much of a trial, was it? It was just like, she's a witch. They're like, oh, yep, you're probably right. Pretty yeah, much. There was, there was no like, what did she do? Oh, what, you know, is it possible this a happened? Witch. Goody Morgan's a witch. <laughs> is she a woman? Why yes Witch Witch Woman how did you get these dishes so clean Witchcraft It's gotta be witchcraft Burn at the stake Burn Why is your labia dragging Witch Oh no that was John (laughs) Oh god And Phil (laughs) Oh god What a horrible time to be alive 
Not if you're Joshua, the great ventriloquist. Though. I guess not. <laughs> Boy had skill. I, I'm not leaving till you suck his dick. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, you're going to have thing, to now. It's a good thing I just bathed out in the creek. <laughs> yeah. I took my monthly bath, oh, baby. Oh, God. Please, demon, don't make her do this. I'm pretty sure the Dick Burgess is all gone. So we... <laughs> dick Bursitis. I'm sorry. The, 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 dick Bursitis. <laughs> so this next account happened in 18, <laughs> 1880. On April 24th, 1880, an article was published regarding a haunted house in Springfield, Tennessee, where knocking underneath the floor was heard. The fourth night of knockings began at... Was it three knocks? It doesn't say. Knock three times? I think if it was anything like the movie, this spirit was like relentlessly probably knocking. Come in. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's over. I ain't gonna finish it now. Let's go. (laughs) It started at 10.30 p.m. and ended at around 4 a.m., with the home surrounded by 10 to 12 persons working in an effort to discover the origin of the sound. In a follow-up report from April 26, 1880, the winter, or the writer reported that several hundred people had visited the home attempting to witness the phenomenon, with many camped out overnight despite the homeowners asking them to leave. Get out of here. Just go leave and this get. place. Go on now. Get. Get off my property. Get off my, my front porch. <laughs> On Wednesday night, it was April 28, 1880, the family were reported to have left the home for the night, and a smaller group of investigators around the home heard knocking from 50 yards away. During the events... The That's a loud far, knock. Yeah. Right? It's but, pounding. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more like a pounding. Knocking with a... What are those things called? Battering ram? It's not what they're called, but what they use to the FBI to. It's a battering ram. It is a battering ram? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself, boy. Well. (laughs) The Springfield floor knocking occurred at the residence of John W. Knuckles. Old Knuckles? Old Moose Knuckles? Uh, (laughs) I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled N U C K O L L S. M I C K E Y? M-O-U-S-E. M-O-U-S-E. So, oh, oh, Moose Knuckles. Johnny Knuckles. Mouse Knuckles. Oh hey, that's a pretty cool name, actually. Johnny, wish, Knuckles? Johnny Moose yeah, Knuckles? I wish my name was Johnny Knuckles. <laughs> oh, Johnny <laughs> Moose and Johnny, Knuckles. I was like, I'm sure there probably is a Johnny Moose Knuckles. You just got to get on Pornhub. To... <laughs> oh, God. Hey, baby. I heard your plumbing needed plumbed. Oh, I'm Johnny Moose Knuckles. It gets even better, though. <laughs> Imagine a ventriloquist on Pornhub. <laughs> You should suck the plumber's dick. Oh, that's weird. I was just going to write you this bill, but... I guess you have to. Oh, God. Get rid of this ghost. I guess I'll take my shirt off. Guys, this gets even better, because old Johnny Knuckles, guess what his profession was? <laughs> Porn, Porn star? star? <laughs> Plumber. It was a OBGYN. What? Wait, did they have those in the no. early 1800s? Oh, no. But he was a prominent physician, so he probably did some stuff okay. like that. All right, well, drop like, This is full of shit now. <laughs> Pull up your skirt. Let's see those beef curtains. No. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles was recently this is made. the dirtiest episode we've had. Really dirty no. in the Wonderland? Yeah, I was going to say that. I don't know. We just said dick jokes all the time. This has been like Dude, Wonderland and... was like nothing but dick jokes. All right, put your legs in the stirrups. Let's see Trent's those wizard sleeves over there. He's not said a word for fun. No, I'm trying to think of something, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> All you can think of the is dirty minds are. He's just going to pop up later randomly with a dick joke at an inappropriate time. Giant cock. He's just gonna <laughs> I got it. Screaming. I was trying to think if there was like ghost porn. 
It's like a ghost fetish. <laughs> Bet there is. Oh, wow. I gotta look into that now. Let me sign up. You're my thinking account. Of, I'll get on Pornhub. You're real thinking quick. of our next episode. Oh. <laughs> Teaser. So, uh, oh, Johnny Knuckles was a physician. Knuckles was recently married to a Laura Hopkins Jones, who was a. Uh, it was a union opposed by her family. So I well, guess yeah. they did. You're, not marrying, Moose you're not marrying old Johnny Moose Knuckles. <laughs> What's wrong with Steve from down the body. street? Well, he's a nice boy. I love Johnny Moose Knuckles, Mom, and he loves me too. <laughs> you're going to marry old Stevie Cameltoe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Joe Cameltoe's Joe, brother. Joe there you Campbell's go. <laughs> distant relative. Distant he died cousins. of smoking. He left his fortune to him. That's <laughs> like my Old Papa Joe, Joe used Campbell to say. Smoking Joe. So the phenomenon created a domestic disturbance between the couple. As a local carpenter, Gil Walling, good old Gil. Why did you put so much emphasis on his first name? <laughs> Why are they all good old? Like, can't they good be shitty? Gil. I guess not. They don't sound like they were Gil. good old. He's always like, good old Gil. They can't be shitty with a name like Gil. <laughs> or Dean. Who's That's right. People? Dean Moose Knuckle? Or... Has a roll off the tongue, does it? No. <laughs> oh, uh, Gil Walling. What she said. He accused <laughs> Laura Knuckles... Of creating the noise with an iron ball attached to it, a rubber belt hidden under her clothes. Okay. Wait, an iron ball and a rubber, a rubber belt? belt? I guess. Good so. God, how would that work? Nobody knows. It's Was risky. rubber invented by then? Are you sure it wasn't leather? I'd say it'd be more like leather, I would think. I'm going to look this up now. Yeah, but still, like... Look up when rubber was invented, means. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> this doesn't make the sense. The more you know with the horror, We're going to drop know. some facts Wait on this a minute. episode. But even if it, I, well, I was thinking like even if it was leather, that like, that probably wouldn't support it, right? But I forget like back then leather yeah. was like thicker than this table. And he thinks she's just like walking around with this like iron ball tucked under her dress. Well, guess who's making up for the iron balls that he didn't have? Eighteen thirty-nine. That's when it was invented. When was the that story? Was before that or after that? Yeah, this was like eighteen twenty. Yeah, fucking false no, this, story. Right this now. was eighteen eighty. Ah. Uh, Okay. <laughs> it was rubber. Yep. There was it rubber. It was patented in 1844. So, so did Johnny lucky. Knuckles use rubber? Or? Patented. But when was the production? <laughs> <laughs> How do we know the Bells could afford it? I still don't understand why you would attach a brass balls. Iron ball? Iron? Iron ball. Iron ball. Johnny Knuckles had a fetish. To a rubber belt? Is that what it was? To clang on the ground. Yeah. Apparently to beat on, yeah, the knock on the ground. And guys, balls are made of brass. I'm saying, like, nope, was it like one of those, like, one of those, like, uh, like the paddle with the ball and string on it? <laughs> oh, shit. You just, I thought it, the original, thought it was one of those 70s n- washers with the two knockers. You go, yes. <laughs> just clanking. Then apparently you Show can me hear that from, clanking again. <laughs> then apparently you can hear from 50 fucking yards That's away. That's more like yanking, not clanking. We need sound effects when we do that. Never mind. Stop the sound effects. <laughs> that sounded wet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you've never heard of wet iron balls before. Mm-hmm. I'm lost in this story now. <laughs> right. Here's where we are. Rubber with We're in iron balls. Robertson County. Where historian Yolanda Reed states, they came to the conclusion that the wife was trying, was tying it into the bottom of her skirt 
to make the sounds. It sounds ridiculous to me. She just <laughs> Nobody ever proved it though. Just teabagging the floor. Just teabagging the floor. <laughs> she just. It's like a dog in a Joe Dirt. What was going on in these times? They're like, we can't prove, but we—that's definitely what's going on. Even oh, though it sounds ridiculous. She's gotta have some balls clinking up under her dress. Off the gotta floor have balls there. tied to that leather. Who comes or up? Rubber. That's what I'm saying. Like, if if you don't physically see her doing this, who comes up with that theory? It's like, like you're sitting there brainstorming. Like, I wonder what like could be happening over there. And there's a man just sitting in the corner, just flips a, yeah. just strikes a match. It illuminates, and he Can't lights you? his pipe. And I can tell you what's going on over there. Can you just like hear it and just tell that it's like it's coming from you? Like, I... well, that's what I'm saying. Because they said that the the nearest person that was hearing this was 50 yards away, right? Oh, yep, 50. So 50 why... yards away. Why? They're hearing it from inside of their house. Yep. Their house is that big? Well, I'm saying, like, is this a neighbor hearing <clears> it? It was just, like, people standing outside, like, 50 yards away because they were interested in the story, I guess. So they, like, I guess it kind of depends on where the house is located. Like, if it's, like, near other houses or, like, near town or anything like that, I'm just trying to figure out, like, people yeah. walking by, <clears> like, hearing it. Like, they're yeah. inside of the house. I'm outside. You're telling me I'm walking and I'm 50 yards away and I can hear that going on in there. Wouldn't that break the floor? You would think so. Even if she was doing it with an iron ball, it would. Like yeah. if she was doing it that hard where they could hear it that far yeah, away. Yeah, because it's not like they had like reinforced floors back then. I mean, it was just... Yeah, so, huh. There was no subflooring, I would imagine, back then. It was just wood over some studs, right? Yeah. Over beams. Over so beams, I would say yeah, that part so. of the story is probably questionable. And I would imagine like the floor, like... <laughs> It wouldn't have been like, you know, preserved or anything. So it wouldn't have been strong. I guess the moral of the story is what I'm trying to say is there's no fucking way those balls wouldn't go straight to the floor. <laughs> Sorry. Or balls well, to the walls. I was going to say, if, if if there's one thing that's true, it's she's got the biggest balls of them all. <laughs> yes, she does. The hardest balls, too. And apparently her balls are always bouncing from the left to the right. Well, oh, John Knuckles. He was tired of her shit, just carrying around <laughs> that rubber strap with them balls attached to it. He wasn't having it, so they separated in May 1880. The balls? It's the <laughs> He's like, I'm out. It's either me or the balls, baby. <laughs> that August, John Knuckles retrieved his infant child from his wife, running through town with yeah, his estranged it was wife. Still, it wasn't in her womb, Trent. No, <laughs> it was not. I thought the, the child was like... bouncing. He just like, fell out of her. <laughs> Laura was following at him in anguish. Afterward, the child was returned to Laura Knuckles, who was living with her father, Asa Hopkins. Asa? Asa. These people got the best names. Are you sure it's not Asa? Is it two S's? Two S's? You're right. There's no two S's. Okay, Asa. (laughs) It's Asa. (laughs) Sounds like a real Asa. (laughs) John Knuckles, in February 1882, confronted Laura's father over his desire to see the child and threaten his father-in-law's life. During the argument, the subject of ghosts between the man, or between the men, was reported by an eyewitness as Knuckles attempted to shoot Hopkins, but was restrained. The next day, as a result of his confrontation, Knuckles' brother-in-law, S.B. Hopkins, traveled from Nashville and shot John Knuckles with a double-barrel shotgun, causing his death. It'll do that. R.I.P. Johnny. The circumstances of the shooting were contested. The moose is no longer on the loose. And S.B. Hopkins was acquitted of murder. Hmm. That's weird. Which did it. 
Which? I guess which? <laughs> that's all he had to say. All right. I wonder how many people used witch as a defense back in those days. I would have used it. Just do anything. It was the witch. Yep, witch. Fair enough. Seems fair (laughs) enough to me. I don't see anything that points to not being a witch. So, yeah. All right. Well, you know the routine, Burner. (laughs) Burner the stake. Next. (laughs) Next. This uh, last account that we'll go over here is going to be about the uh, Godspeed brothers. Godspeed. Oh, I'm sorry. Godspeed. It's good speed. Good. The good speed brothers. That's a Godspeed. <laughs> this is the good speed brothers, not the Godspeed brothers. That's my bad. That's on me. Good speed. The good speed brothers in 1886 recorded a short account of the legend that identified the spirit as female, and states that interest in the phenomenon was widespread in the region at the time. Their account reads as followed. A remarkable occurrence, which attracted widespread interest, was connected with the family of John Bell, who settled near what is now Adams Station in about 1804. So great was the excitement that people came from hundreds of miles around to witness the manifestations of what was popularly known as the Bell Witch. This witch was supposed to be some uh, spiritual being having the voice and attributes of a woman. It was invisible to the eye, yet it would hold conversation and even shake hands with certain individuals. The freaks it it performed were wonderful and seemingly designed to annoy the uh, family, the freakish acts, I should say. It would take the uh, sugar from the bowls, spill the milk, take the quilts from the bed, slap and pinch the children. This motherfucker was a bully. Again, and then, slapping. <laughs> right? And then laugh, fuck your milk too. Oh, God. Then laugh at the uh, discomfort of its victims. <laughs> what a menace. I know. He's a menace. <laughs> at first, it was supposed to be a good spirit, but its subsequent acts, together with the curses with which it uh, supplemented its remarks, proved the uh, contrary. A volume might be written concerning the uh, performances of this wonderful being, as they are now described by contemporaries and their descendants. That all this actually occurred will not be disputed, nor will a rational explanation be attempted. <laughs> it is merely you know, introduced... We're not going to dispute this, you, you and we're know. not going to figure out what happened. Nope. <laughs> well, I actually think there's a rational nope. explanation. Nope. We're just going <laughs> to accept it. But, sir, I mean, burn him! <laughs> No, no, no. There would be no rational explanation. Who the hell you think you are coming here trying to rationalize shit? So they merely introduced it as an example of uh, superstition. Oversidus balls? (laughs) Strong in the minds of all, but a few in those times, and not yet wholly extinct. So you're saying superstition knocked over my milk? I think it did. (laughs) Are you going to cry? Are you going to cry over your spilled milk? Just saying, what kind of good spirit comes in and knocks your milk over? Sounds like an asshole. So, that's uh, that. That was just some accounts of uh, different encounters with the supposed Bell Witch. And uh, these were all in that same region of Tennessee. Yeah, or close by. And apparently, there's still hauntings being re- reported to this day, and. The Bell Witch is still the Bell Witch haunting is still considered to be like one of America's like greatest unsolved mysteries. 
we are 175 miles away from that cave. I say we go. That would be amazing. Get to the bottom of it. How many hours is that? Let's not get to the bottom of the cave, but we'll go. How many minutes? But they said it's undisputed. Are we going to go and dispute it? We're going to... Hell yeah, we are. Well... So that was the Bell Witch legend of... There's been quite a, like, few films, and it's been referenced in TV and books and stuff like that, so... Like I said, there's at least 20 different accounts that you could read about, but this one is the most plausible, but... There have been several movies that are based, at least in part, on the Bell Witch legend. It's also been argued that this legend has had a measurable influence on cinema, such as uh, things like the Poltergeist film series, Paranormal Activity film series, The Witch, which was a movie released in 2015. What was that one about? A witch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blew your mind. Spoiler alert. Mm. I don't even have to watch it now. It's also been said that this legend gives uh, birth to the trope of, like, burial ground disturbances, like in the Amityville Horror. Hmm. So, that's interesting. But some movies that you can find that were inspired by this legend are The Blair Witch Project, Bell Witch Haunting, and American Haunting, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Bell Witch the Movie, The Bell Witch Legend, The Bell Witch Haunting, and The Mark of the Bell Witch. So, yeah. Anybody have anything to say about that legend? That's a whole lot of legend. It's a whole lot going on with the spirit. Yeah, it just sounds like kind of a little, just annoying little prankster of a ghost that likes to hang out in Tennessee and just pester people. Did it say if when people came to visit, they gained financial gain from it? They did not. So there was nothing But it also didn't say that people didn't. Get financial gain, so I don't know. So they could have charged for people to do seances or meet with the ghost and have it shake their hands and yeah. whatnot. So old Brass Balls didn't even it get any probably, money from all her performances? Probably either. a boy trying to get money for his ventriloquism. Trina, you going to try that next time on Jensen? Make trying to sandwich. Oh, God. Did you hear that ghost, babe? I would do it. I mean, I don't want to make it mad. <laughs> <laughs> But was it a you ghost? You don't really have to make me a... What kind of sandwich was that? Turkey and cheese on right? <laughs> was it a ghost, though, or was it a I don't, witch or a demon? It sounds like a ghost to me, but I I like the idea of it being a witch. Just pepper because jack it's... cheese. We don't have pepper jack cheese. <laughs> Swiss. When do witches... Like, cause I, I don't know. Like, haunt things, though. I don't think... Like, I see the witch putting a curse on somebody, but mm. an actual witch haunting the place? Hmm. I don't know. It depends. But maybe the curse... Old Bathsheba? Maybe the curse is what haunts people. Maybe. Guess. Here's where we're kind of splitting but, hairs as far as witchcraft versus just regular old ghosts. But according to the movie, oh, uh, oh Miss Bats didn't even put a curse on The movie was definitely different from your story. That was kind of weird, too, because, like, you find out the whole time she, yeah, like you said, she didn't put a curse on him. It's just like, okay, so what the fuck is happening then? Like, it took a lot of the same things you, or, well, not a lot, but a few of the things that you said from the story and incorporated it, which was cool. But, I don't know. So let's go around (laughs) now. Now that we're getting into the movie, let's go ahead and go around and... We'll start here with Ian on my left, and I'll ask, what did you all think of the movie? And, and how does it compare to the original story? I did not enjoy it, personally. 
Which I thought was weird because it's got some um, <clears throat> some good actors in it and actress. You, don't, you don't find that weird at all, do you mean? No. <laughs> that he doesn't like a movie? <laughs> I mean, see, it's crazy. It is crazy. The hands went up. The hands what? went up. I'm but sorry. what y'all do, man? But why, why are we acting like I'm the only one that didn't like it? <laughs> You, you guys out there, I love this movie. You that listen to this podcast religiously. How many movies has Ian liked since we started? We're on like episode thirty. I've only disliked like this All is probably it. like three or four. You think more? I think more. Okay, I'm going I over on okay. the under. I definitely think more. Than so that. we're gonna count this one obviously, which n- none of you besides Wells liked it. So I don't think that's really fair to shit on me for this one. <laughs> this one. Uh, the Barons. Funny. Everybody hated the Barons. Okay, so I'm and really we thinking. went into it knowing we were gonna hate it. Yes. Even when I suggested that story, that was the only movie. Okay, Didn't you but say I'm just saying, like, like the the 15 minutes that you watched of uh, the hell was that movie about Lords the of Chaos, Black Metal Band, Lords of Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really care for that. Again, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I guess that's not really fair. Are we still going to count that? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll count that. There's three. Let's just go. You you liked Halloween. Yes. You liked Jaws. You liked The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Malignant. You thought was pretty good. I liked. No, I said I loved Malignant. Krampus. I liked Krampus. Okay. Black Christmas. The original. Yep. Uh. I said I didn't like it at first. Ian's on trial. All that of a was sudden. a no. No, hold on a second. I said <laughs> Poltergeist. I, I said half of the movie was was good. I liked Poltergeist. Conjuring two. You like that? Yes. Scream. Yes. Scream twenty twenty two. Yes. Even though I spoiled uh, it for you. Even though you spoiled it, I still like it. Psycho. <laughs> you like that? Like Psycho. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. You hated that. So there's one and a half. Monster. You like that? That in my monster. Zodiac. <laughs> liked it. Didn't mind Monster. Wonderland. It was all right. Fire in the sky. Grilling. I, I love Answer the question, the Ian. Answer the question. Candyman. Like uh, didn't like Candyman. So there's two. Lords of Chaos. Three. Maybe Wind, it's just recency. Wendigo. Maybe that's what it is. Wendigo, which would have been Antlers. Didn't really care. There's four. Exists. Didn't really care. There's five. Mothman Prophecies. Liked it. The Barons. Everybody hated that <laughs> one. Six. And then where to this one? So it's just uh, recently. It's why. So we how feel many episodes way. do we have? What what I name? Twelve. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. One, Sorry. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen movies. Well, do you only name sixteen? 17, I, like, 17. I was gonna say I feel like. It was, didn't so, you say you didn't like the exorcism of Emily Rose? Either. Yes, I did. You did. Let's yes. say twenty movies. We'll say 20. 20? And I yep. disliked seven. Did you like Changeling? Seven out of 20. Disliked. That means I liked 13 out of 20. That's over half. It's about a third. That's over half. And again. <laughs> and, again and again, most of these movies are popular movies, and you did at least six of the episodes. Okay. And again. No, I didn't. Uh, and again, um, no, nobody liked the, besides Wells. I'm going to go back and count them now. I'm nobody spray you two with this water movie. this week. I. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I have no problem with you calling me out on not liking movies. But the movies I didn't like were the same ones you guys didn't like, minus like two or three. Trent, how'd you feel about this movie? I didn't even get to. I didn't even get to give my opinion go about ahead, the movie. Go no, ahead, go ahead. He's got, I was gonna say he's gonna get. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I honestly thought you did. No, I was I was told I didn't like anything, even though nobody liked the movie. But I'm the only one that takes the <laughs> fucking heat for it. This is only the third movie I haven't liked. 
This okay. is it. Third? Okay. We're going to change that, though. We're going to start getting into some movies that... But with a brand new fresh start when it comes to an American haunting. recall, I did not hate Antlers. I thought it was okay. Well, you changed your mind, though. At first, in the first watch, and I told you I would go back and watch it again, and maybe I would change my mind on that one. I haven't done that yet. Um, None of us will ever like the Barons. Let's just agree. Okay, on we can that. all agree on that. That's the worst movie we've right? probably watched. I couldn't yeah, bear the Barons Nobody expected again. that to actually be good. The, well, no, we I, I, didn't, going, I didn't know anything about it going into it, so it could have. Cryptozoology movies aren't that good usually. Yeah. Usually, well, that sucks. Except for Harry and the Hendersons. I, I will yeah. say that I did. I enjoyed Exist after the Bigfoot stuff started. I liked Exist. That means you hated it. I wasn't I on that episode it. with you guys. Uh, but I, liked I it. hated the yeah. teenagers. I didn't think it was bad. I said the same thing. And then I hated the movie that you had to hate. So, what did so, you think about American so Haunting? American again? Haunting, I, I didn't really. It's weird because Donald Sutherland and Sissy Spacek are in the movie, right? You'd think it'd be good. You would think it would be good. And they, they were really good like, actors. I didn't think they were bad in the movie. No. Per se. I just thought everybody around them were terrible. Uh, the slapping that Tr- Trent texted me and asked me if I had watched the movie yet, and I was literally watching it when he texted me, and I said, uh, yeah, man, I'm watching it now, and I'm not really feeling it, because he was telling me he didn't like it. I said, yeah, I'm not feeling it either, and I'm on the slap scene right now, and my God, I I cannot get through it. I'm laughing so hard. It was just so goddamn ridiculous. And even the opening scene, and, and again, like I get that what this movie was like, what, well, it was like 2005, 2006, 2006? 2005. 2005. I, I get 2005 CGI is not going to be as good as 2022 CGI, but I expect more from that because like we've talked Exorcist, mm-hmm. Changeling, mm-hmm. Halloween, all good movies with good effects and good good. Decent amount of gore, good kill scenes. The opening scene in this movie has like the worst like ghost CGI I've seen. Yeah, since like was that fourteen? Don't get any better. That uh, Stephen King movie. So I just yeah, and, and this then is weird. And then from what's well, weird? It's not too often that I'm the only person in the room that likes a movie. Okay, well that's true. The the CGI was like really bad. Yeah, and then the story was kind of. The story would have been okay if I, I'm glad they changed it from the story you told because it makes more sense with Kate Bats. Kate Bats <laughs> putting a curse on the house because of uh, that damn Kate Bats. Because John, was it John Bell? Yeah, John Bell like taxing her land and trying to basically take everything from her and her money and and everything. So yeah, I I don't I don't think that. Uh, that the story would have been bad if they would have stuck with that, but it's just like, wow. What was the girl's name? The, Betsy. the possessed girl, Betsy. She she was terrible. <laughs> the actress that was that was her was terrible, and just it just kind of snowballed for me into into like bad effects, bad acting. Other than like I said, the two main ones, there are a lot of scenes that I thought were pretty terrible. So I'm gonna pass it over to Trent so he can he can jump on. I'll piggyback off what you said. Yeah, it was it was just it was goofy as hell. I don't know. I will say when this movie first started, I didn't know anything about what to expect. I didn't know anything about the story. The opening like title, it was it was cool and then they had like that little like blurb at the beginning about the Bell Witch is one of the whatever when you said. When you watched it for this podcast, is that the first time you saw it? Yes. Okay. Yes, I should have prefaced that, but um the little thing that came up at the beginning that was like the Blair, the Blair Witch, the Bell Witch is one of the 
worst hauntings ever or whatever it said. I don't know. And it said it's like one of the only hauntings that's ever resulted in someone dying. I was like, okay, this is kind of, you know, this could be a cool story. And then it just, I don't know. It was not what I thought it was from that point on. It was very hokey, the whole movie. Like, the acting was bad. The directing was bad. I just, I felt like I was watching like an episode of Goosebumps or something. Like, that's kind of the level of horror is what it felt like to me. Like, it was aimed for teenage girls or preteen girls or something. And I know that sounds harsh. Well, I know that sounds harsh, but like, think about it though. Like, it was just so done in such a simple way. There was nothing scary about it. And the things that they tried to make scary were immediately erased by the most obnoxious jump scare sounds you could think of. Like, they threw in that obnoxious jump scare noise at every little turn just like to slasher, throw. Like slasher jump, jump scare noises, too. And there wasn't even anything scary. Yeah. There was nothing scary in the movie. He would come out, like she would be looking up the stairs, and you her just husband hear the loud would violin cue out of nowhere. Pop out of nowhere and scare her at the bottom of the stairs. That was one of the jump scares. It made no sense. And I'm the ghost, sorry I snuck up on you, darling. The, <laughs> that damn gate bats. The CGI was bad. It reminded me of a movie I watched when I was little. And it was a Disney movie, like the Disney Saturday night movies they used to yeah. have in the 70s. It was Jeez. like Child of Glass. You ever heard of that movie? Child no, of Glass? No, but Disney is a Look good... it up. It's really Disney-like from the 70s. And I'm sorry to rip apart a movie that you love. I'm not trying to be super negative. Because there was, I will say, the the story that they ended up telling, I kind Easy, of... buddy. Nobody said I loved it. I just liked it. Pretty sure you loved it. <laughs> I, I thought he said that earlier. I you yeah, said he's it. like, I will, I will die watching this movie. I do like I after that. after hearing the real story from you. I do like how they incorporated certain parts of it, like the dog and all that. Yeah. I do think the story that they ended up telling was a little more compelling. But that was also what's weird about it. Can I go ahead and just say the the twist part? I mean, we're getting into that. Just say whatever's on your mind, buddy. I mean, obviously, no movie. The story ended up being about the dad being an awful person and he was the oh, one abusing yeah. the we didn't even talk about that the daughter which obviously they made up for the movie but I, yeah. I I thought that was a good choice because it made the story more compelling but it seems like such an like a mature thing for a movie that felt like it was aimed towards younger people does that make sense yeah like if this movie were a more mature R-rated movie and had that storyline it would have worked way better but it's like and they were trying you- to tell a very adult story sad story but in a way that like young people would watch it since you brought that that up it seems like maybe that was kind of unnecessary considering that like none of the accounts really said anything about that i mean it made the story more interesting because why else would the ghosts be there i guess or why why would this be happening so i mean it was kind of a cool little thing that they added but i also think it was stupid and made no sense that the girl could manifest a ghost and haunt people and slap herself if I had when to, she was really if take, I had to say one thing that I wound up not liking about this movie, it was probably that that the girl was the ghost. Yeah, the fact that it was like, oh, it suggested that she had manifested herself because of what had happened to her. Which, which you know, I'm not trying to take away which, from which. Because earlier in the movie, they all said that they like saw her being held up in the air, being slapped and stuff. So, and I don't want to take away. I know it's supposed to maybe be symbolic about people that suffer abuse and they you know are punishing themselves for it and there's like that whole layer to it so i don't want to take away from that side of things but it just was weird to me and didn't make a lot of sense mr means 
I hated the whole wraparound story as well. <laughs> You're going to say the movie. I hated the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. Just start to finish. I, I didn't like pure it. Pure hatred. I actually bought this movie because it was on sale one time, like a long time ago, and I watched it when I first bought it, and I have not touched that DVD <laughs> since. Oh, wow. It's been on my shelf for a long time. So I pulled that back out, watched it again, and it did not disappoint me in the disappointment because the wraparound story <laughs> was pretty like uh so this girl's like oh, the bookends the bookends the modern day the yeah i didn't even mention and, that and then that the mom decides too. she's gonna tell the story of the bell witch pulls the out these that's old already fucking like traumatized old decrepit letters yeah start to she's read like family history. well here's why you're scared honey and then starts telling her the story which that's i find weird if a kid's traumatized you're not gonna tell them Scary stories to traumatize them. <laughs> to tra- it was oh my god, are you, are you okay? I had this terrible nightmare. Here's what's just... actually happening to you. Oh, it's a ghost. <laughs> I hated the CGI. Let me, read these, let me read these memoirs. That's going to terrify you even more. <laughs> I hated the CGI. I agree with you on that. What I hated even worse was his transitions to show the scary scenes. What he would do is like the bring POV. in the weird POV, but then he would do that weird black and white flashing. That of the entire weird. picture, and it looked like something. And some there was like a negative, like yeah, effect some too. kid would like throw in in a friggin' iMovie, <laughs> iMovie class. You know, I actually remember asking some myself days. while watching it, like, why does it keep just like randomly going from black and white? And, and I was, in my mind, I didn't have think of other movies that do that, but there's really no other movies that I can think of that does that. So I don't know what that choice was by that director. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. What about the professor? They're just like explaining, like, "Oh, this is what's going on." And he's like, "Well, that's a boy trick. That's a pea shooter, of course." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a pea shooter. What the hell are you that's talking another about? Thing. I thought for a second your bad maybe... accent is better than their accent in the movie. <laughs> right. I was going to bring that up. We talked they're about that earlier. They're from all, Tennessee. They all sound like they're from Georgia or something. I'll, I'll, I'll say son. I thought for a it's second like so that maybe stupid. the black and white was to symbolize like the flashback, but it was so random when it popped up that because you're already in the flashback yeah. by the time it did it. You guys laughed at the scene of the slap. My scene I laughed at is the very first scene she gets traumatized with, and it's where she's getting thrown around. <laughs> that scream, God. By the way, people, that's just Ian Torrance screaming. We haven't actually started playing the clip she's, yet. She's screaming. Mom comes in. She's still doing it. Dad comes in, dry humps the mom. And then her face. She's completely calm all of a sudden. Completely calm. That, that like noise no of screaming tears, you heard nothing. was actually okay. me getting up for work every morning. So I want to ask y'all. It's such a weird scene. It's like, ah, ah. Between the movie and the story that I gave you, do you believe that it was a curse or was it a ghost or was it a demon? I what believe was we it? were cursed for having to watch this movie. Um, I don't know what their end game is, but I think it's all fake. I don't think there's a ghost. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't know. Our resident many, debunker. But over it here. is, in fact, still Skeptic. considered one of America's greatest sunsets. It was mystery. moisture well, under I, the sofa chair. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like there's there's much like better unsolved mysteries though. I think that's only un, uh, unsolved because it was ba- it was claimed to be back in the 1800s, and there's no way of like tracing that back. You know what I'm saying? Other than looking at letters. Or somebody's great great grandfather. I'm sorry. Are you over there stroking a cat like a fucking Bond villain right <laughs> Dr. now? Doctor Evil over there. Um, it's either this or him nipping at your balls. You picked. Well, it usually means his balls. He, he goes for. my balls the last two times. Well, okay. So what I was saying was like I don't. I, 
I just there, there's there's nothing to like really back up that theory. Like Means was just saying, I agree with Means on this. It's just I, I think it's bullshit because it's just like everything was able to be disproven with the. Well, okay, the the whole balls clanking off the floor thing, and I hate it when that <laughs> happens. But I feel like that would have damaged the floor, and it's kind of weird that people are like, "Oh, I heard this noise from fifty yards away outside." Like, if it was that loud, there would have been some sort of like physical damage to the floor, right? If she was really like, if somebody witnessed her doing this with the with the rubber that we have established was definitely invented. For this time frame, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so barely, 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 barely. Uh, it was patented. I don't know if it's readily available. <laughs> we they, don't know. They had rubber, but did they have rubbers? No, they, they didn't use protection. Uh, they did. It was deer skin. Dirty bastards. <laughs> deer intestines. Cow, cow bladders. Mm. So I will say one thing about the uh, the unnecessary. Uh, I guess suggested. It's ribbed with pleasure. <laughs> Scaled for her pleasure. The the suggested rape in there. I guess because for some reason the movie changed. Because in the actual story, everybody thinks that Mister Bell was killed by the witch or the demon. Whatever. That's another thing. But in the movie, the- Sissy Spacey's the one that did it. Yeah, that's what I was confused about. So, or did she? Because I don't know. I feel like they did that just for the movie to justify the but whole it, putting in the rape thing. But it looked like at first she did it, but then it looked like she was across the room and the girl ghost was there. So I couldn't figure out. Are you talking the, about poisoned him? Actually, mm-hmm. did the poisoning because I don't know. Like I said at the beginning, well, back it was then like you couldn't divorce your husband. Really, you had to poison yeah. him. But at the beginning of the movie, it I said it was the only. Yeah. <laughs> I say divorce three times and put arsenic in your coffee. But like it said, it was the only haunting that ended up killing somebody. But I'm thinking, like, did it? Because I thought what you thought. I thought the mom did it. So I was like, so did someone really die from the haunting, or did they die from right. murder? But then I'm like, or were we supposed to think the ghost did it? It was not very clear. Yeah, I don't think I want to be married to you anymore. Oh, that's crazy. What do you suggest we do about it? It's already been done. <laughs> you you just lay there, sweet prince. Before I could we wrap have went this and filed up, the paperwork in the morning. No, no. Before we wrap this up, I just want to be a, a beacon of light in the dark for once and say that I, I tried to watch this movie. I think it was on Monday, and like I was, I don't know. I think it was just because I was so tired after work that I was just like not into it. So when I went to go watch it again yesterday, I was like, God. I got to watch this, but I'm really not looking forward to doing this. It's going to be so rough. But then like halfway through it, I'm like, holy shit, I'm really into this right now. So did you I, have a little help? I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I might have. Little mama's little helper over there. But that's nothing different from any other day. <laughs> so I really well, enjoyed it. I thought that, I know you all hated the slapping, but I thought it was like fucking intense. And I was like, holy really? shit. Really? It sounded well, cheesy as hell. Well, che- it was cheesy, the slapping, but I also forgot to mention the part where the voices kept going, Betsy, 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 like over and over. I thought well, that was that stupid, too. when they were all standing in the room and they were like, Professor. Yeah. <laughs> so it was going by. And what about that one guy that was like, he was supposed to, he was like the town drunk, but he was also like their preacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. It was almost like this Our director was like, told. Go home. Like, I'm not saying it was perfect, but uh, I'm just saying I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. It was like this director was told to make a horror movie, but had never seen a horror movie. You, That's kind of what it was. And here we go. This is terrible. Yeah, you said make a horrible movie, didn't you? <laughs> no, horror movie. Oh. 
Well, they go hand in hand. But, again, wasn't the worst yep. thing I've ever seen? I'm a man on an island all, all alone on this one. I'll, I'll die on that sword. That's fine. Also, like, the rape scene, obviously really fucked up, and I hate seeing that regardless, and I, I don't think it was necessary to throw in there, but it was just kind of weird that it was like, this haunting, right? But it turns out the haunting was just her, like, astral projecting her spirit. Her innocence is what they called it, right? I'm That's what sure. was suggested, but only in the movie. So I think that was just for Hollywood. Yeah, but I only don't well, like we're talking the about the movie. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, the part of her, like, manifesting the spirit herself. Like, he's saying that's silly, which I, I believe it is, but I think that's just for the movie. Right. And I hated the movie. That's why I'm clearly, bringing that up. Clearly, that's you, why I'm bringing stated, that up. You stated that fact. Well, I'm just, I, I don't, I don't know. Out of, I don't know out of ten, with. let's go. Out of ten, yeah. Why are you making me start? I'll start. Four, <laughs> three, three, two, one, three. I was, I'll give Barons a one. That's a three. I was really gonna say four. So if you're switching to three, I'll stick with four. Okay, three, three and a half. You know, I'm gonna give it like a six. I guess. I mean, that's. That's mid-range. It's average. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, for not somebody bad. that really liked it, you're only giving it a six? Again, I said I liked it more than I expected to. That's fair. That's all right. We're so not, anytime hey, you go into something hey. and you're expecting that it's going to be crap and it's a little bit better, that makes the movie seem You're allowed to better. like what you like, man. We're not. We're if, not. If so if it's you like you thought it was going to be a three, so six is an improvement. If you didn't have Sissy Spacek and Donald Sutherland in this movie, it's not. I thought it was going to be a seven just because the poster looked cool. Yeah. The I opening thought James was cool. Darcy was really good in this movie, too. You mean Jarvis himself? Yep. Mr. Jarvis. Mr. Jarvis. So, was yeah. It, was that the professor? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's all I've got for an American haunting slash the Bell Witch haunting. He was so, like, proud about that, too. He's like, well, of course. Any boy could create that. That's I say we go to the Bell, Bell Witch what, cave, though. Why was the I'm dad so, that. like, woe is me? We need I'm to start a good doing man. Things. Like, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> Did you rape her daughter? You used your daughter every oh. night of her life. I don't know what else I've done. <laughs> Besides that. Oh, that's... He, he was such a terrible person, he tried to sacrifice his own life to God, and God was like, no thank you. You don't get to kill yourself. Your wife gets to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Drink this. Or the daughter. Bitch. We don't know. Still don't know. Her innocence. Or the ghost. The ghost. No, yeah, there was no that. ghost. That was her innocence. Anyway. Do you guys have anything <laughs> so else you'd like lady. to... <laughs> my innocence oh, you guys have anything else you'd like to add to this legend uh yes but i won't okay. i thought the, the legend was interesting i uh, think we could just add whatever we want everybody else has that's <laughs> true it seems like it sounds just like an old southern fable yeah. you know but better than the movie yeah well, i like the story behind it better than the movie yeah not a perfect movie, but I, I hope that you all at least learned or <laughs> enjoyed hearing the... Learned a little something. True accounts. Well, air quote, true accounts that we talked about. Hey, so we'll see for ourselves. Damn right. Because we're, we're, go we're going there. to this cave. We will go to that cave eventually. Yeah. So We'll, what, we'll what do is, a live podcast the, from the cave. There you go. What is the legend? I don't know what we're going to plug anything into. But <laughs> what, uh, what batteries. What are, this there runs on batteries. Fuck yeah. What allegedly happens in this cave? Is there like a whole? Hey man, what happens in that cave stays in that cave. Oh, you guys remember that? Yeah, you remember this is some ghost sex. So. Two things: <laughs> iron balls, moose knuckle. Some... Jeez, that's rough some moonshine. Right 
Iron balls and a good knife in the moonlight. <laughs> we got some cool shirts coming your way, people. <laughs> Iron balls, <laughs> moose knuckle, and Ogil. Ogil, yeah, okay, good Ogil. Makes an appearance. <laughs> what about Dean? Dean? Dean too. We can't forget about him. Dean and his pie. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Wow. So, well, <sighs> nobody sure. else has anything. I think we'll wrap this up. Thank you all for. Uh, Stopping in again to check out the horror you know and learn a little something with us. Check out the merch store. One of these guys will put the link in the description for the episode. <laughs> Buy stuff. Give us money. We <laughs> give <need> us <laughs> money. Please. Give you don't even have to buy anything. You can just give us money. You just, just give donate. us money. Yeah. <laughs> so for the horror you know, I have been Ian. I have also been Ian. I'm Trent. I'm Darren. And I'm good old Gil. <laughs> Everybody was like leaning in like they wanted to say something. I thought he was going to. I it. thought he was going to do something. I thought you were going to do something. Everybody leaned in. And then just we awkwardly just fucking oh. staring at each other. Trent, I don't know what Trent's doing. So now is the time to let all you.